0: What's up, folks? This is Tony Brew and Aaron Dotson. You're listening to or watching as the case may be. Christianity Now. Christianity Now is the podcast where we endeavor to be the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times in order to know how Israel ought to go. That's first Chronicles 1, 2, 3, 2. And incidentally, that is our Twitter handle. I've been pleasantly surprised with Twitter. Um, we're not showing any viral growth or anything like that, but any growth is good growth. And it, ha- it accesses us to a group of people that we wouldn't normally have access to through YouTube or Facebook or anything like that. If you want to help us out and subscribe and support us, the best way to do that is through Substack. You can do a $5 a month subscription, or you can subscribe for free. You're never going to feel like you're missing out on anything. Um, just about 99.87% of what we do is in front of a paywall. We do try to do stuff behind a paywall for our subscribers and for our supporters. You will get that, um, but uh, that five dollars a month, whether it's through Patreon or uh, Substack, that will help us do more things in the future. And we've got a neat 2024 lined up already. And yeah, that's about all I've got. Aaron Dotson, how you doing? What's up, bro? Doing all right. <laughs> good man. To, I'm doing well. We good had to be with t- you. Missed you last yes. week, and well, man, it, I'm a little bit stressed because I had these technical difficulties. Good, good to see you, Diana, Merritt, Arden, and John Exum. Um, but yeah, so my computer sometimes, uh, if I have too many things open, it will restart, and then it just messes it all up. So I got to close a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Well, it's never done exactly what it's done this morning, and it restarted several times. Now, the beautiful thing is, I've got two computers, so if it would have persisted, I just move one plug here for the sound, and and off yeah. we'd go. But I really like having my laptop because I, I I look at notes and and I can look stuff up on the fly and stuff like that. So
1: yeah, yeah. Anyway, just it's just I'm excited for the show today. I'm excited to be back. I'm glad that. Everything loaded up fine on your end. A few
0: minutes delayed, but we're good to go now. We're... Good deal. And uh, Sue Ross, good to see you. Well, here we are, Aaron. It's the end of the year. We're, we're past Christmas, the day that a lot of grade schoolers in, in the United States and Canada have looked forward to all year. It's come and gone. Yeah. And yeah. now it's uh,
1: 364 I, more days to go.
0: <laughs> exactly. And I, I didn't get it because of the technical difficulties. I didn't get a chance to upload the thumbnail for the live stream. We usually do the thumbnail 30 seconds before the live stream begins, but, uh, let me look, make sure I get this right. Nope. Nope. Recents. Oh, come on, Tony. End of the year JPEG. This is the thumbnail. End of the year random musing. Also, holidays, and probably the bulk of the conversation we're going to have, Aaron, is going to be about holidays. But um, let's talk about Christianity now. Uh, So, really and truly, this is season two, and I can't remember what episode. But well, season one wasn't, but about two or three maybe a couple months in 2022. Yeah. Really our first full year of broadcasting. Yeah, 2023. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, man, we've gone on and um uh, whenever we're building momentum, whenever we have interesting topics and stuff like that, I've seen it, you know, if you'll remember several of these episodes just especially in the last few months, we've had 30 people in the yep. live stream.
1: Yeah, I tell you what, 2023. I've really enjoyed it. Um, I've loved seeing the interaction and comments, uh, especially in the live stream. Yeah. But also in the posts that we make online, we've a lot of good yeah. support from good people, uh, moral support and financial support. Uh, we've seen detractors. That's gonna come when you're public. Oh man! But yeah. But, and a lot of those attractors, not members of the church, even we've, I, okay, I guess I'm tooting something, but I feel like we have kind of gotten outside of the church of Christ bubble a little bit. And that's what we were looking for because the gospel needs to go to people outside of the church of Christ. So we've had a lot of comments, uh, you know, some of the, even a few of the things, a couple of the things that kind of went viral, I guess you could classify it as viral. I, the maybe, uh, almost. the
0: uh, Ragnar Lothbrok video.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I, if I'm, I'd have to go back. I can't, I don't know exactly how to find that. It, it's this yeah. deep down in there. Yeah. But I can't remember, and I know this is a large difference, but to me this number is so big it's hard to fathom. I don't know if it got half a million views. I thought it was over half a million. Yeah, but Was I, it over I half I a million views? It,
1: I thought it was like three-quarters of a million, but I, I may be wrong. I can't no, remember now.
0: Yeah. I, it was. But we, we've had several of those little shorts that we've released go, you know, in the tens of thousands. A couple of them beat 100,000. Um, and then the Ragnar, the one about the baptism. Boy, that one. Yeah, the reason I
1: mentioned that was not just for the numbers, but for whoo. We've had some stones thrown at us, especially on that one. I know. And the one about the Nazis, man, and lying.
0: Yes. Woo, the, the me. The,
1: Boy, you, That, and
0: one, and that we, blew my mind, the amount I of people it. in the Lord's church, Aaron, that it. believes it's okay oh, to my. do evil, that good, good may, may come, come, and then would accuse me of taking Romans 3 out of its context. Oh, my. It's like, and no, like, so you, Paul was using a principle, a truth that's true I, all the time. I know. Yeah, and Paul either starts on his principle, from which he pulls a command, or he starts with the command, and then he tells you why the command is because of this principle. Well, in this case, in Romans 3, Paul is saying, look, you, you Jews are saying that because of our sin, we glorify God because he is patient, long-suffering, and gracious to us. Therefore, how can God judge us or condemn us? Mm-hmm. And Paul is like saying, you idiots, you cannot do good that evil, or you cannot do evil that good may come. Come, right. You need salvation.
1: Some of the arguments that were made were just, there was no substance to them whatsoever. None. It was, was, y'all are wrong, so,
0: so wrong. And that was it. Okay, tell me. Well, you're an anti-Semite. No. (laughs) (laughs) Here's my answer to the Okay, Aaron... (laughs) The comments about
1: the context were crazy. Like, there were people saying, like, that is so not the context. And that's all they said. It's like, I, I so know. what is the context?
0: Tell, tell <laughs> like, me what Paul's trying to teach. When they start talking 3. about the
1: context, they don't know what they're talking about. It, that's anyhow.
0: it. Yeah, truth don't go viral much. Yeah, that, that is the case, I, I feel like. And yeah. Debbie Mangus says, thank you for all you've done. And all you do, you've reached out a lot of people and have impacted Great. our lives. Well, I really appreciate awesome. that praise the and Lord. uh yeah john eczema or terry crooks good to see you and a lie is a lie period hello sword and pearl hello yeah and
1: john's um, already john's already hit he's want he's i'm assuming he's kind of wanting wanting to hear some things too from us don't forget that if you celebrated christmas you're in sin sarcasm
0: that's right yeah oh man so that, that that's that's another thing that blows my mind but but before we get, move off the Ragnarok <laughs> thing with the bath babi- yeah. or the or, the, or the, the Jews lying in the attic, or Jews in the attic. Yeah. So the the conundrum is if Jews if you're hiding Jews in your attic in World War II, and the Gestapo comes knock knock knock, do you have any Jews in your attic? What do you do? And the the popular response is well, you have to choose the good that does the least amount of harm. It's called graded absolutism, and you have to choose between these two moral absolutes. It's absolutely moral to save lives, and it's absolutely moral that lying is sin. But in this case, if I tell the truth, I negate the greater good, which is saving lives. Yep. So, so now we've come up with an arbitrary hierarchy of yep. what sin yep. is and what morality is. Yeah. So it's subjective now, now. I have made morality subjective. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Once you do that. Yeah. And so a lot of people say, like, "Well, you have just got it. well." What do you have to do? And then as a Christian. And, yeah. Then immediately it's oh, so y'all are anti semitics Y'all are right. You would oh, so y'all would just kill, just kill them, just slaughter that, them. Just that's that's where they go. It's a non sequitur. If yeah. I say, "Well," to the Gestapo, I can't lie of the Gestapo of the situation. I say, if I say, "Well," I yeah. can't lie. Then oh so you're going to take them by the hand up to the right. attic and pull right. them the Jews out? No, that's not what I'm saying. I don't have to do that. No, I don't have to do it. My, my, my response is let's let's shoot the Gestapo. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, I, obviously, in 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 Poland and that during that you, time, I don't think I'd have a firearm. Yeah, you, you probably but, wouldn't be able to. Yeah, but but it it's almost a, a moral conundrum that defies logic anyway because. Realistically speaking, if the Gestapo is at your door, you're they're there for a reason. Yeah. That's they right. They don't just canvass the area. They have good reason to think you have used somebody's turned you in. Yeah. So you're gonna die anyway. Yeah, if you lie, it ain't gonna save them anyway. So exactly. But, yeah. So there's there's many different ways. But it's kind why, of like <sighs> But while we're all the all, most of the comments
1: insisting that you just have to lie for the greater
0: good. Why do people do not, think you have to lie? No, you don't. There's the other people, things you can say and do. Because people hadn't thought about it. Have you so. ever heard of the trolley uh, conundrum? I don't think so, no. So, it's, a, it's again, it's, an, it's, a, it's a moral dilemma where you're, you're on a, your trolley car is on a track, and on the track there are five people. Like, there's a why. And to the left is five people, to the right is one person. What do you do? You have to make the choice. So do you, because you can't stop the trolley. Now, now you don't know what's going to happen. You, in this, from my understanding of this scenario, you don't know, is the trolley going to go left or is the trolley going to go Right. It's you have to make the decision because the decision has not already been made. In other words, it's not a preset. Yeah. So if you hit a button, the trolley goes and kills one person, or if you hit a button, the trolley kills five. So you save one or you save five. So a lot of people you know, erroneously think, oh, well, that's easy. I'm going to make the decision that causes the least amount of harm, so I'm going to hit the button, and I'm going to save the five people. My, my deal is... Why do I have to act at all? Yeah. Like something terrible is going to happen, and I know that it is, that it is, it is sinful to do evil that good may come, so I'm going to try my best, and I may even go so far as to sacrifice my life to save all these people. But if I make a decision, if I hit a button to go left or right, then I am actively participating yep. in... In other words, I become an active participant, yeah. And so now I do have moral culpability because the, if the one person survives, he's going to be like, "Well, why did you, why why did you kill those five people right. to save me?" Yeah. And then, then you kill the one, and the five people are going to be like, "So you killed one person to save me?" Yeah. And the I mean, it's just going to like, how do you how do you how do you disengage either, from this situation? Either way, it's not a pretty situation. No, so you. My, my deal is there. There's a third choice that's in action. I'm going to set this one out because the the, the 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 trolley is set on the path.
1: Yeah, if you can't control it, is that not a situation when it's beyond your control anyway? That's what I'm. Thinking. That's it. I, what? Well, the the argument, is God going to hold argument. us alive, or is He going to hold us accountable for what we cannot do? Like I thought, yeah. ability and opportunity meant I was responsible.
0: Yeah. And, and, and the, the idea there, though, is you are in control, but the only thing you control is deciding do five people die or do one per- person die? Yeah. And you don't, Like there's no third button to derail the trolley and kill yourself. And you don't know which one it's going anyway. You just
1: have to choose. Is that what? Didn't, didn't you well, say so that? So,
0: from my understanding of the trolley dilemma, that as you're going down the track, you don't. So, obviously, if you're going down the track, the trolley is already set to go either left or right. Yeah. And so you if you, know. so, so my, my question is if I do nothing, is the trolley going to go left or right? And I, I don't know if the, I, in other words, I haven't, I haven't dove into this deep enough to be yeah. like, well, then what's, you know, is that part of the scenario? Is that yeah. part of the hypothetical? Yeah. If it's part of the hypothetical that if you do nothing, the trolley is set on a particular course, then I think, I mean, you got to bring in, well, what, 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 what course is it set on?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what course it's set on or not?
0: Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, so if I don't push this button, five people die. It, but, but, but in doing so, one person dies. I have no problem pushing the button in that case because. It's not that I'm killing one person, I'm saving five.
2: Yeah.
0: All right? If, and I will tell you this, if it was my wife versus a stranger, and if I hit the button, my wife lives and a stranger dies, I'm saving my wife every single day of the week. Yeah. All right? In fact, I would press that button 27 times a day because I, I care for my wife more than I care for the sum total of human beings in the world. Yeah. So, but, but that's not the scenario. Yeah. If my understanding is correct, the scenario is you don't know if it's going to go left or right. You have to decide. And my, my, my thing is, well, if I decide, then, then that, that moves that from, it's not that I'm saving people and subsequently that action kills others. It's that I'm actively killing a person to save others Yeah, where I'm going to exercise a third choice and I'm going to, I'm going to let the chips fall where they may. You know, and I'm yeah. going to do my best to stop it. I'm going to do my best to warn and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, and I guess are you saying that's comparing that to the third option with the Nazis and the hiding the Jews? Well, it's just
0: an illustration yeah. that there's always there's there's, there's always more than one option. Or, yeah, these things are designed to to simplify things and hang you on a horns of a dilemma. Yeah, and that, that's that's why these scenarios exist. That's why these hypotheticals exist. To stretch out your brain to make you think more abstractly mm. and look at it from not just a binary. Yeah. So the hypotheticals are inherently flawed. Yeah. Because there's no situation in the world, there's no time in the world where there's ever only two options. Yeah. Where it's either lie to the Germans or take the Germans to the Jews. Yeah. Walk it's them like upstairs and show them. There's yeah. There, right. There's almost an infinite amount of decisions I can make. Between those two extremes. So one of the biggest problems with a lot of the comments
1: were they were arguing from the basis of a false binary,
0: right? Yes, I mean, that, that's yeah. all it was. Yeah, I, I saw that.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's
0: what I... I mean, And it's clear the average person doesn't know how to think, yeah. which is sad. Hey, but uh, God's blessed us with time and opportunity <laughs> to learn to think, and that's, that's what it. part of the show's about, help well, our brethren and, and, to think. I know. It. And think about it. Really? Um, like that, you know, there was, we've, I mean, that, well, the page, I mean, it's like 7,200 7, followers on that page now, you know? Yeah. And it just keeps growing. Yeah. So, we kind of, we we kind of hit a slowdown on that, on the, on the followers, hadn't we? A little bit. Probably after, Granted, maybe after the I'd, first I'd, of the
1: year, we'll, well, we'll I probably...
0: I dumped, I dumped some money into it. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and there's a, like, you got to be careful with paying for uh, advertisement on Facebook because if you don't do it just right, they just, they just route all your ads to, uh, like India, <laughs> where you've got one person with like 30 different devices with 30 different accounts. And they're, yeah, it's, it's, it's not real. Like you'll, yeah. you'll see, uh, you'll see Facebook pages, um, let's say you see a Facebook page with a quarter million followers. Look at and and, and to some extent with the advertising, even we, I mean, we've got seventy two thousand I mean seventy two thousand. Seventy two hundred followers and yeah, we we have access to about five percent of them. That's and you know what, that's just what numbers are. I but assume
1: that's typical though on Facebook. It
0: it uh, yeah, it's fairly typical. Um, but so if you, you exacerbate that, if you just dump money into advertising and you're not smart with it, yeah. so you'll get 250,000 followers on a page, but you don't get any more engagement than, than, than we have on our 7,000 follower page.
1: Yeah.
0: It just looks really good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We definitely want engagement. I mean, that's,
0: Oh, I would much rather grow slowly. Yeah, yeah. Much rather grow slowly. Uh, yeah. That being said, Aaron, I'm thinking, tw- I was going to think about doing some ad campaigns in 2024 for the Facebook, but I for the page itself, but I think the best thing to do is seeing if we can't grow the Facebook group and from the group funnel people to, like to YouTube the page or, or funnel people to Substack.
1: Yeah, Substack, oh, or YouTube,
0: like, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, fun, funnel it to YouTube. Yeah. Speaking of which, we have 140 subscribers on YouTube now. That's good. Yes, it's, it's it growing.
1: Is. It's growing. Yeah. For a yeah. long time, we were at a, a, a very small number. Or I think yeah. for a long time, for a while early on, yeah. This little by little it has been growing. Well,
0: with um, in the last 28 days, we've we've upped it by 20 subscribers. Great. That's great. I'd love to do that throughout 2024. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that would mean that we'd have about 500 subscribers at the end of the year. I know, that would be. But that's great. I mean, it, yeah. again, you don't want to jump. I mean, all, all of these YouTubers, and, and let me tell you, folks, and I make no bones about this. It doesn't bother me at all. We want to grow our subscribers on YouTube and get our watch time up so we can monetize the YouTube channel. YouTube makes money off of us streaming Mm -hmm. we'd like a little bit of it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we'd like a little bit of what size is the tube (laughs) Tube.
2: (laughs) you had to Um, message
0: you had to message them john i don't know i guarantee that (laughs) um did i say hi to the sword and pearl what's up sword and pearl y'all y'all had to bear with me so anyway yeah i'm i'm happy with i'm happy with what's going on in 2023 and Kind of looking forward about what's going to go on in 2024. Incidentally, in January, Preston Silcox is uh, going to guest on the show, Aaron. Yeah, cool. Good. Uh, deal. He's. I knew that was in the works. So yes, he's. Uh, I cannot think of the congregation that what they call that congregation that he planted. Not Avalon. That's that's. It's in Florida, right? I don't know that he's in Florida. I, I could be wrong. Okay. That's why from, we're having him on. We're going to ask him. Yeah, we'll find out for sure. He, um, he was from
1: the panhandle of Florida, I thought, at one time, or he was there laboring. Yeah. Oh, he, and, he definitely was. Yeah. He may yeah, not be it. from there originally, but he was there at one time. I, anyhow.
0: Um, we're, we're sitting with the knowledge of the universe at our fingertips. Why do we not just <laughs> P-R-E-S-T, Preston Silcox? He'll tell us. Well, I'm not even gonna ask you. Yes, yeah, it is the Church of Christ at Avalon. Okay. And it's in Milton, Florida. Milton. That's the Yep. I thought yeah. Well you should have spoke up and Well, said I something. thought
1: when I heard it I would know it. Like like <laughs> I knew it was on the panhandle and I'm not if I'm not certain or if I'm not mistaken, that's Yeah. Milton. Milton, Florida is yeah. It's a military base area,
2: I think. Oh yeah?
1: Yeah, it's near Pace. Yeah.
0: Hello, yeah. Iva Potter. Yeah. Well, so, oh, hey, there's something we can talk about. Let me get my mouse so I can click the uh, the bottom third here. Uh we need to hear a word from our sponsor. This has been neat. Um, which, when, uh, Lindsay Faye at gmail.com. So, are you part of a church congregation or any other organization? Seeking effective ways to spread the word about your event? Well, look no further. Lindsay Dotson specializes in designing modern advertisements for churches and other organizations that she sees fit. Whether it's flyers, postcards, or social media graphics, Lindsay has got you covered. Reach out through a private message on Facebook or send an email to lindsayfaydotson at gmail.com for more details. Don't miss this opportunity to let your message and make your message resonate. Both far and wide, contact Lindsay Dotson com today. And uh well, I, that's been kind of yeah. nice. I know that she's gotten just a tad bit of business off of that. Yep. And maybe that'll grow in 2024. Yep. And yep. maybe I'll get you a little uh if nothing else, I get a Facebook page set up for like Lindsay mm-hmm. Fay Designs or something like that and just yep. just have a have a portfolio of what of the flyers and and, and graphics she's designed and stuff. Yeah, she's had um, at
1: least Three or four, I think, since it's been advertised.
0: Oh, that's on cool. On the show. Yeah, Yeah, that's really cool. Th- that many. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, that tickles me pink. Hey, I can't glad. remember if
1: it was three or four, but it was one or the other. I know. Well, it's, it's more than one. Yep. That, counting River you maybe four. I th- yeah. I that's
0: think that's cool. Yeah. That is a good deal. Yeah. All right. And, and now for the rest of the show, I'm going to put the tip jar up. I said I'm going to put the tip jar up. The only reason we do this is because we've been asked. Nearchurches at gmail.com. If you don't want to do a subscription on Substack, if you don't want to do a subscription on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, as the notion takes you, you can send to PayPal, nearchurches at gmail.com. And some of you do, and we're really appreciative of that. We're appreciative to all of our supporters. And I don't, I mean, I, again, I have no shame in this whatsoever. Um, this is something that Aaron and I want to do to build a brand, to build a presence online where, I mean, we're going to get old one day and try to retire. And it's hard on preachers to retire unless you (laughs) really were fastidious in your youth and set up for it. And I don't know about Aaron, but I haven't been. And, uh, no, when I was a youth, I was going in debt because I thought (laughs) I needed to go to college. So that's right. Anyhow. That's right. Next, next, you need a TV commercial to advertise the program. Um, you know, the I don't know. I, I was thinking about making a uh, making a Facebook ad uh, like a commercial, but I don't know. Anyway, um, I do know that uh, a friend of mine here, he's got all the tools that you need. Uh, hopefully before the first of the year, we're going to build a couple of, I call them edifices. Uh, in other words, some, some soundproof barriers that I can put up at um, uh, key places in this office where it'll help my sound even more, where I can actually start, uh, where I can actually make me a website and like a landing page with a portfolio and be like, look, this. I'm doing vocal work now, and I can put it on Fiverr, and I can put it on. Uh, there's there's another freelancer, yeah, and maybe try to get some gigs for that. Yeah, so that'll be fun. And, and audio books, man, uh, narrating audio books. Uh, yeah, not so much with dialogue. So so nonfiction audio books is really not my cup of tea, but doing uh, fiction audio audio books is not it's my not cup of thing. tea. Yeah, nonfiction is is for me because yeah. it's very rarely any dialogue in a nonfiction book. Yeah, yeah,
1: that'd be neat. I'd probably enjoy doing that. It's a lot of work, but
0: yeah, that'd be neat. Well, it it takes a really good, a really well treated environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's like with a podcast, you can just you know if you have the right yeah. mic and you turn yourself the right way, hang a blanket up, you've yeah. got good enough podcast sound. But right. Whenever it's Amazon and you're doing an audio book, it's this got to be right. There's a ton of competition for that, and there's a ton of competition. Yeah, that's another thing. Like right now, I'm and I'm not doing it as much as I could because I know some of the issues that I'm working with. But I would even do some audio books like as far as royalty share, where you wouldn't get paid very much at all, but at least you'd have a body of work out there. Yeah. All right, Aaron. You got any more random musings or anything like that before we get into talking about some stuff to do with the holidays?
1: No, just really appreciate everybody that watches and shares. And we really appreciate, appreciate y'all and hope that this will just continue through 2024. It, I enjoy doing the show and I've, we've had a lot of good shows. I feel like this year, there's been a lot of viewers that have, you know, the comments, some of them have just been, very viewer driven.
0: Yes. And
1: I, I've enjoyed that a lot. I really have. I've enjoyed having Todd, you know, on, yep. we've had kind of, we've had more guests. I guess you'd say toward the end of this year than we did earlier in the year.
0: Yep. And, uh, it was nice well, having Eric I,
1: on here too.
0: I, yeah. I, I think, cool. I think the big fish of the year was Eric Lyons. Uh, huh. yep. You know, it was fun having him. Yeah, it was. It sure was. Really enjoyed that yep. Like it blew my mind It's just one of those things I mean I've never gotten a thing In the world Without asking for it <laughs> Yeah Like he, I, Eric Lyons would, uh, well, He he was never going to Call me or Aaron And hey Like hey Let me be on your show <laughs> Right Right If we wanted to come On the show We got to ask We ask And lo and behold I know it Here he comes
1: Oh I feel like God blessed us I mean I feel like That was a I, blessing I guarantee God's it. blessing To be able to Yeah Have him on there And yeah I mean he's He's done a lot of work Over the years Just good stuff It's needed and it was really cool to have him on our show,
0: you know. That's it. Faithful brother. I mean, it was great. Absolutely. And, and humble, you know. I mean, he, mm-hmm. I felt like he respected us and what we did. And mm-hmm. more I can say for a lot of folks, you know. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff.
1: Yeah, John made a comment along those lines earlier. I don't know if you saw it, but, you know, something along the lines of, you know, despite what the tractors might say, he thought we were fair and truthful. Well. There you go trying to trying to do us right you know i know and everybody's gonna have their own
0: opinion about things but yeah well here's something that i've noticed nobody who is doing more than you will ever focus on you to critique you (laughs) yeah they're too busy doing their own stuff yeah and that's so sad and i guess that's a pretty good segue into the next segment about the holidays I, I would imagine most of the folks ranting and raving about how evil it is to celebrate Christmas because Christmas ain't in the Bible and December 25th is not Jesus' birthday. I would imagine they're not doing a whole lot of other stuff.
1: They're not, uh, yeah, they're not tired from serving their neighbors.
0: I, I, I think that they're not talking about Jesus and his birth and his death and his resurrection and his ascension. 11 months out of the year, so much that they can afford to take a month off in December. Yeah. Yeah. And what was it? What was it the other day that I asked you? I'm going to come on. I'm actually going to scroll back up and see if I can see it. It had to do. I was, I was a little salty when I asked. Yeah, right here. (laughs) I wonder what percentage of overlap is between those who think that sharing quotes and memes from denominational scholars with no caveat whatsoever, and those who think that celebration of Christmas is sinful. Now, that was something that I typed in haste, and it was only for Aaron's eyes, so this probably <laughs> sounds convoluted. But there was I shared something from some other person about sharing memes and quotes from denominational scholars, clearly false teachers. Clear false teachers. And when we share these things with no caveat whatsoever, it, I don't care what you think. I don't care what you say. I don't care if your butt hurt, feeling hurt, foot hurt, or what. It makes it look like you're putting your stamp of approval on what they're doing. Yeah. So you've got to be careful. Now, you may be able to listen to Vody Balkum and pull the, 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 the fish from the bones. Mm-hmm. But you're not the only person in the world, and not everybody's up to your level of experience and discernment. Yeah. And so you're 45 years old and you listen to Vody Balcom, you listen to Francis Chan, you listen to Adrian Rogers even, you listen to Charles Spurgeon, and you share stuff from them. With no caveat whatsoever, the 16-year-old kid that's just learning how to really come into his own and study and he wants to be a faithful gospel preacher and he want, he's, he's learning who he is and what he's going to be as an orator and a gospel preacher and learning who he respects and, and building a foundation, he's going to wade off into that because you have and he's not going to have the level of discernment you have and he can be pulled off into error. Yep. And, and you're using your liberty as an occasion to inadvertently, subsequently, harm that young man's soul.
1: Yeah, and with no caveat, too. I mean, most people on Facebook have non-Christian Facebook friends. That's people right. People that are in tonight, they see that, too, if there's no caveat. I mean, what, yeah. do, they, what do they think, you know? Exactly. I, I'll never forget a denominational guy came into my office one time I'm just giving an illustration, not making a rule. But he came in my office and he said, I see you got Johnny Mac on the shelf. I had had some commentaries up there that were written by John MacArthur. Yep. I mean, John MacArthur is a rank false teacher. He's not a member of the Lord's church.
0: Uh,
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and but I just never forget that. It just stuck with me. I'm not making a rule. I'm not saying I was violating God's will because I had them, but it's just people see stuff. It's like, if we are not careful to caveat and to warn people, it just, you just post it. And it's like, yeah, he said that. And that's true.
0: Yeah. It looks like we're supporting them. That's right. And again, um, it it was just, it was just one of those things where, uh, they, they were all, well, we can share stuff and who knows what's true anyway. And, or They didn't say, who knows what's true? Well, some of them did say, well, who knows what's true anyway? That's at least what they sounded like they were saying. <laughs> yeah. um, they're like, well, we sing songs written by... I'm like, it's not the same. And if you can't see how it's the same, then you're just hard-headed, period. Like, me singing a song by Fanny J. Crosby <laughs> is not the same as me sharing a meme with Vody Balkum or... With his picture or his name on it. Yeah. I mean. It's just, it's just different. Um, there was one more thing that I wanted to pull from that. Oh, yeah. So these same people, and, and many of them I know, there's some overlap. They're the same people that say that we can't celebrate Christmas. Like, you can share Charles Spurgeon. You can share Johnny Mac. You can share Francis Chan. You can do all this, that, and the other. But if you celebrate Jesus' birth, then you're in sin because the Bible doesn't doesn't command celebration of Jesus' birth. It commands the celebration of his death. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all are double-minded, and a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, that's that's why (laughs) I wrote that comment to Aaron. Right. So... Let's talk about. It. I've got I've got your list here, Aaron. Uh, you you've got seven things uh, uh, arguments that people use for the uh, for not celebrating Christmas. And I figure we could just run run through yeah, them.
2: Yeah, you know? sure. oh yeah.
0: Number one, association with paganism, Catholic, Catholic, association Catholic with Catholicism, Catholicism. Catholicism <laughs> it's like the Dionysaur. What is that? It's a (laughs) Dionysaur. All right. Catholicism. It's Catholicism (laughs) and denominationalism. It, It was pretty, pretty good tongue tie. So Christmas is rooted in pagan traditions and is heavily associated with Catholic and other denominational practices. Therefore, it is a sin for Christians to celebrate Christmas.
1: Man, what do you think about that? Like, I get it that it can bother different people's conscience. I don't like paganism. I don't like Catholicism. I don't like denominationalism. But to celebrate something that's actually recorded in the Bible as a true event, the birth of Jesus, because, yeah. because sinners have associated these other wrong things with it, Yeah, that does not necessitate a sin or that does not a sin make or whatever. I know. You know well, I, I,
0: I, it, I don't know how else
1: to say that. Like, I know. Because we live in a society that is saturated with paganism and paganistic backgrounds and the days of the women, you know, John made the comment of some people they call Thursday, Thursday, and they don't know the history of Thursday or yeah. the history, you know, the every well, day of the week, the pagan background,
0: but people still say those candles days. on a birthday, birthday yep. cake, birthday cake, there is a direct analog to worship of a pagan goddess. Yep. Hmm. D- Demi- D- Athena. No. Demet. Artemis. I couldn't think of yep. anyway. Artemis, which I think is also, let's see. Diana. Diana. Thank Diana. you very much. I couldn't think of that. save my life. Yeah. Is it the uh,
1: Diana? Roman. Yeah, Roman. One is Roman. Served Diana, and Artemis was the Greek, but yeah. they were the same. Or very similar
2: yep. or something, yeah. <laughs> yep. They also buy eggs.
0: Yeah. But but that's, that's, our, that's our point. Like, if you dig down deep enough, you're going to find, I mean, you're going to find pagan origin in everything.
1: Like, pagans help build the roads and the streets. Yeah. So, can I not walk on the roads and the streets? Pagans and atheists work at Walmart. Does that mean I can't buy a gallon of milk from Walmart? Yeah. That's where individual conscience, you have to make your own individual decision because like, there's going to be some things that just eat your conscience up to no point. I can't go in this store or whatever, but it does not a sin make.
0: Yeah. You know. Well, that goes, I can't remember from whom I heard this, but I certainly repeated it a lot over the years. The denominations enter into their auditorium through the front door. Therefore, members of the Lord's church must go in through the windows.
1: Like can you imagine if you actually argue that without grinning or laughing from the pulpit? People would start looking at you going, Is so this guy so this guy's actually saying we can't yep. use the front door anymore because the denominations do it. We gotta go to go Tony's actually gonna bind that on people? We gotta, you know. I'm with you, did you? Like, like I get that it can bother different individuals because of their background. They may have come out of Catholicism and they, you know, they may have come out of a paganistic background in their family Mm. and they don't want anything to do with it. Man, I can understand because that's the matter of conscience and scruples is is, is because of our backgrounds and what we individually
0: think about certain things. Well, here's what kind of ticks me off.
2: And I hate defending this guy, Dan
0: McClellan. Dan McClellan is a scholar, and he is also associated with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
1: Oh, yeah, we've showed his videos with Kevin.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. But you cannot deny the scholarliness. Mm-hmm. You just have to be very careful with his conclusions. Mm-hmm. So when you watch, again, this, this goes back to the sharing memes of false teachers. Dan McClellan believes that if Aaron Dotson transcends his mortal existence, he can transcend his mortal existence to where he will become a god and create his own universe and populate it with his spirit children with his 947 spirit wives. (laughs) That's what, you get it? Okay, so you got to be careful. With Dan McKellen's a false teacher. That's what he believes. Yeah. He believes that Jesus and Satan were brothers, and that Jesus was a created being and is not God the Father. That that uh, Jesus, uh, that God, that our God the Father was once a man who transcended and became yeah. God of. Okay, so yeah. yeah, But the information, and it's an eight-minute video. It's the it's the longest I think it's eight minutes. It could be six. It's the longest video that you can put on TikTok. And I stole it. I brought it of my phone. And he took one particular claim from Christmas and said, let me show you how this foolishness that Christmas has all these pagan origins. And he showed how all of these people were citing this scholarly work. But he said, that's not how you do scholarly research. Now we got to look at all what all these people are citing and we got to go back to this person. Now let's see where this person got their information, and he tracked it down. To and it be, and it was a big nothing burger. It was yeah. like like I say that the sky is purple. Well, why do I say the sky is purple? Well, because I heard Aaron say the sky is purple. Yeah, quoting somebody quoting quoting somebody. You know, there's yes. a lot of that. Yeah, even in the academic world. Absolutely, and yeah. What, what happens with Christmas, what happens with Easter is people first off throughout the from from the dawn of time to the day there's there's always a parsimony of design if if you to if you want to design something you 're going to take references from things you 've been exposed to so what will happen? well you 'll pull stuff from the things around you so it's not that uh, it, well, I'll just sum it up and say, people today who don't do the research, they look at something and say, oh, that looks like something that was pagan at one time. Therefore, Christmas must have this, this particular part of Christmas must have, be pagan in origin. Yeah. and it's, and, and it's not the case. And then you'll have some people who do some scholarly research and they go back to these dead ends that. That I, don't mean anything. We
1: took part of that video and it was on the show a while
0: back. I remember that. No, this is new. He, he did it. Okay. Yeah, he, thought, he does the same okay. material every year on. on he, he, about like, you know, anybody else that has this. I mean, he, he, don't, like, he don't like the stupidity.
1: Yeah. There was something but, like that we had on the show one yes. day. There was a video where he yes, debunked. From him. Yeah. He debunked some. What he could people, have debunked Easter. Yeah. Well, how, well, uh, how people try to connect Christ. You know the birth yeah. of Jesus to paganism.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's just it's just it don't hold muster. So
1: like if somebody truly so if somebody truly like even in the church I think well Catholicism did this this and this and and connected it to the birth of Jesus. Therefore, I shouldn't celebrate the birth of Jesus. What is that doing, Tony? Uh, what do you call that? It's just like jumping through too many hoops. I don't know what you call that. It's non sequitur.
0: It's non sequitur. Yeah. It's it's it goes from it goes from one it, it, yeah you, you you look at it and you say oh well a christmas tradition is to bring these uh, boughs of holly to bring uh, pine trees into the house and decorate them and stuff like that and that looks like an ancient celtic practice yeah so therefore, but I'm like, but so if you, you do gotta be it, you're ca- Celtic, you're, but you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful because it, it may be the case that it's just these two things look alike. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. John, that's what I, I say that too. Sometimes I either put it in my own words or if I like the exact quote, I'll say I read where a guy once said, and I thought yeah. it was good cause it was true. I've said that. Yeah. Uh, one scholar said, like, I, like, I, and I will reserve the word for scholar, or somebody that's a member of the church that I think is a scholarly person. Like, I, 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 I hardly ever even quote a brother. Like, I I'm know. talking about, I'm talking about say their name. Yeah. Like, I have quoted a statement and said, one faithful brother in Christ has written these words. Like, yeah. occasionally I will share a two line quote that I just can't reword because I'm not mm-hmm. real, real good at that. But, you know, then there's other times where I think, well, I can put it in my own words better. But, yeah. you know, I say that, and I'll just say, you know, one faithful brother I heard in a sermon, he said that I just, my mind, it, in my mind for me, it, because it does it to me, it detracts from the power of the words that you're saying when you say the word. I'm not saying it's a, or when you say their name. I'm not saying it's a sin if you say their name, but it, it's it, not. it detracts from it, in my mind. Because they then start thinking about that person. That person was wise to say that, and I really just wanted to think on the truth of the statement, the truth of the yeah. idea, not how wise the person was that said it.
0: You know, I tell everybody I, if you if you ever hear me say anything that's particularly very clever or wise or really really good, it's plagiarized. <laughs> yeah,
1: for real. And I think I got that, it. and I, in, my, else. in my strong opinion, that's sufficient. You don't yes. have to say nothing else. You don't have to quote people. You don't have to, I got this from somebody else. You don't have to constantly say that. Just yeah. just, just say it. Just say the truth. Look, look if you're not speaking, on, speaking as, a, as an evangelist, and I think I can speak on behalf of me and you, just and others, some others too, but just, yeah, if you're not studying and you're just plagiarizing, that's, that's wrong. That's stupid and wrong. If you're just, you're not doing any work. But there's no original truth except the Scripture. Yep. Like, there's no, there's no original sermons except for what's recorded in Scripture. Like, everybody has learned from someone else. Everybody has heard a statement, and it, over time it changed or it became their own.
0: But I mean, uh, it's, it's okay. Solomon explicitly stated there is nothing new under the sun. There is nothing of which it can be said, look, see here, this is new.
2: I know.
0: All right. Number next. Yeah, so the association with paganism. Um, I, I do want to go to next, but I don't want to, I want to yeah. say this one thing. Um, I wrote in my article, I had this thought, and I, I again, I come across it in doing some reading or whatever, and I never thought about this, and it's the redemptive power of the gospel for culture, okay? Mm-hmm. So what if some pagan practices are appropriated for use by Christians as traditions separate and apart from the liturgical service of the Lord's Church? Right. So what? So what if a Christmas tree is 100% a pagan tradition it's right. no, without contestation? Right. So what? We've taken that, we've appropriated it, we've made it something different. Yep. So it's no longer that thing. It's I like the birthday cake heard. and birthday candles. It's no longer a celebration of uh, Diana. Huh.
1: But I have actually heard people say, "Yeah, but even if you don't mean it to be Diana, it is cuz it originated with her." I'm like, "That's Well, then that's, you're wrong. That's that's wrong. That's that's just and bad. That, that's like nonsense." Exactly. Cuz exactly. everything comes from somebody from some, like who first invented an indoor bathroom? that's right was it a faithful member of the church probably (laughs) not there's no verse in the bible that instructs us to use indoor bathrooms so are you going to tell me that the person that made the first indoor bathroom that perpetuated indoor plumbing and indoor bathrooms in america i'm not talking about ura chaldeans in 3000 bc i'm talking about in modern day america in the united states that if we have indoor plumbing well the person that started it wasn't a faithful member of the church there's no verse in the bible so That's paganistic background. You can't use an indoor bath. It's just like, oh, I shared, I I appreciated it. I'm not
0: using it to celebrate what they're celebrating or what they did. I shared a silly little post about the nativity scene, Mm -hmm. and I said, so if I put a nativity scene up in July, am I in sin? Because I've been told that you're in sin if you put one up in December. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what about July? Can I have? Can I have donkeys, camels, a baby in a manger, and three supposed wise men and I mean, can I do that in July for real? And you know, if, if your answer is, well, yeah, then that means I can do it in December. Exactly. You know, yeah. uh, if your answer is no, then you got to tell me why. Yep. Uh, you got to give me a book chapter and verse and nobody can give you a book. Chapter. They say, well, you don't want to idolize anything. Then why are you wearing that cross around your neck? Yep. Why, why are you, you know, you say what I mean, mm-hmm. how far we can go with that. Absolutely. So, anyway, it, it's, it's, we've appropriated it. it. We've made it something different. It is no yeah. longer what it we, was. We
1: do that with essentially everything.
0: I mean, that's. Oh, uh, the, somebody said, um, well, it's Catholic in origin. It may be, but the way we have our modern day church building set up. With everybody sitting in pews or benches and facing all the same direction, yep, and you and, and and they're focused on the priest. I mean, the preacher giving a homily. That's Catholic in origin, folks. That's not the way the first century church did it. Yep, that way that that came after. That's yep. the the way the first century church did it. Was they just met in a big old building. And they all, I mean, they, it was, they were, they were together and they were facing one another. In fact, uh, Aaron Dodson and I, we went on this trip. We call it the restoration trip. And we saw some of the, you know, some of those old buildings and everything. And, um, I remember the Quakers, not the Quakers, the, the Shakers. Shakers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Shakers.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And going to the Shaker village, the way they did it is more with, well, with the exception of the dancing. The way they did it is more in line with the first century Christianity, where they had a meeting place, and the the benches were in a not a circle, but they were all. In other words, when you sat on the bench, you were looking at somebody. You weren't focused on, like it wasn't every. It wasn't like it is in our modern church buildings.
1: Yeah, where everybody's focusing on only one point. You know where the pulpit is.
0: Yeah, when you sang, you sang to each other. Yeah. And, and, it, and, it, and it gathered and it went up to God. I mean, it's really cool stuff. Anyway. Instead of singing to the song later. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. All right. Here's the big one, Aaron. It is. Now, if you think, I mean, if you think that you can celebrate Jesus' birthday, this is the one that's going to change your mind. There is no command in the Bible to celebrate Jesus' birth. Therefore. Therefore, it's wrong for you to
2: celebrate it. I've heard that. I felt like thousands of times.
0: Yes. Uh, Really quick. Would it be wrong to have it, the auditorium, set up with round tables and the preacher speaks while people are gathered together around round tables? Yeah, it wouldn't be wrong at all. No. It wouldn't be wrong. And it's not wrong the way we do it today. Right. It's just. If we want to get pedantic, it's not the way the first century church did it,
1: right? And the reason it's not wrong the way we're doing it today is because it's not something God has specified, you know. No legislation. Yeah, it's in it's in the realm of judgment, you know.
0: That's it. All right. <clears throat> yeah. So <laughs> you can't celebrate so, 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 Jesus' birthday because there's no command to do it. Yeah, and
1: that's usually contrasted with the idea that since we're not told when Jesus was born,
0: you know. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you, that you that know. was later on your list. Yeah, it is.
1: We're not commanded to celebrate. I've heard that so many times, that it's wrong to celebrate Jesus' birth in any way, to be thankful for it, to say a prayer, giving thanks for the birth of Jesus, read scriptures about the birth of Jesus on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whenever, you know, Yeah, that it's wrong because we're not commanded to do it. the The, the main problem I see with that is, commands direct commands are not the only way that the bible teaches and authorizes Uh, that's that's the thing i mean i'm not commanded to use indoor plumbing but i'm authorized to do it like i've not violated violated anything in the will of god to use indoor plumbing you must and those that are listening may think I'm really on a kick about indoor plumbing. I think
0: second time I've mentioned t- it. It's but more really, the second time. You're yeah, really third, focused I, on indoor
1: plumbing. I know, but I really like indoor plumbing. Like <laughs> I been, mean,
0: it, <laughs> it's really nice.
1: I've been thinking about I've seen a couple of memes here not too long ago about outhouses in the old school way. I don't want the old school way. I like the indoor plumbing, <laughs> but anyhow. Yeah. So,
0: to me. So, what do you got on that one? Yeah. Well, You know what I've got. We talked about it last night. Luke chapter 2. Yep. Can I not read Luke chapter 2? Can I not have the same reaction as the people had whenever they heard of the birth of Jesus? Yep. Yep. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I brought this up last night. You know, there's some people like, well, there are certain songs. Like, Andy walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I'm his own. Jesus never told you that. You can't sing that song. Like, do you not understand what a hymn is? Can I not sing about what happened with Mary and Jesus in John chapter 20? I mm-hmm. come to the garden alone while the dew's still on the roses. Mm-hmm. And he walks with me and he talks with me. Yep. I met the Savior there. Yep. And that, that singing that with the understanding that it's from John chapter 20 takes me back. Mm-hmm. Why can't I read Luke chapter 2 and think about, I mean, what about the, the song, the Magnificat? Yep.
2: Can I sing that in December?
1: For whatever reason, a lot of Christians, they think you can, you can sing it any other month, but you can't sing it in December. You can't sing it December 25th or December 24th.
0: I, I don't get that. And, and, and this, this is what I've heard. Well, you can celebrate Christmas if you want to. You just can't bring it into the church. Like, okay, what's that mean?
2: It's like it we're
0: not the church. I Let guess. Let me tell you I, what I you know. think it means. Oh yeah, well, because they, I'm really giving people the benefit of the doubt here. I think what people mean is you can you, you can't you can celebrate Christmas on your own if you'd like, but you cannot bring it into the church as in you can't have a Christmas pageant like the denominations do.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a, a, what they a cantata mean. or something. A Christmas cantata. Cantata, yeah. Or is it an Easter cant what's a cantata, Aaron? I, I yeah. I don't know. look
2: it up. I can't remember.
1: <laughs> Kinda of
0: cantata is a type of vocal composition with instrumental accompaniment, typically featuring solos, duets, choruses, and sometimes an orchestra originated in the Italian Baroque period. The term cantata initially referred to a piece of music meant to be sung as opposed to a sonata, music meant to be played. Over time, the definition and form of cantatas have evolved, spanning spanning various contexts. Oh, this is really cool.
1: Hey, let me throw this out there. Some of the quote-unquote Christmas songs, the religious ones about Jesus' birth, have very rich doctrinal words in them. Some of them do. Yes,
0: and here's even some some that don't. Joy to the world, mm -hmm. the Lord is come. Yep. Let earth receive her king. Yep. Let every heart prepare prepare him him room. room. Well, why? What's the significant? What's the? What's the literary and rhetorical significance of that line? There what? The innkeeper didn't have any room. That's right. But that's okay because you're going to make room for him in your heart. That's right. Yep. Contemporary usage Today the term cantata Is sometimes used more loosely To refer to choral works With or without soloists Intended for concert performances As John Exam said Modern cantatas uh, continue to be composed Often reflecting a wide range Of musical styles Thematic concert They remain a vibrant part of choral And classical music Celebrated for their rich blend Of poetry, music, and drama you cannot have a Christmas cantata in the Lord's church, but between the two worship services on Sunday, you can bring in the Harding Choir or the Fried Hardeman singers. Or is that vice versa? Is it the Fried Hardeman singers and the Harding choir? Remember.
2: Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah.
0: So you can't you, pr- you can't bring in you can bring in those choruses and they can sing a plethora of songs and put on a concert for the church people. Yeah. And if you have them in December, they'll sing "Joy to the World" and "Magnificat."
1: Yeah,
0: you just wouldn't have
1: performances where people sit quietly and call it worship. You know, call it uh, right. the liturgical service of the church.
0: And again, I, I, that, that's what people—that's what people mean, but I don't think they realize that's what they mean. Yeah, about not, not now, bringing in the
1: end of the church.
0: This, this is my problem with with the direction this conversation is gone not between you and me yeah but with the brother overarchingly yeah. over the last several uh, years is now this year's the first year i've really seen post where people have hammered home you as an individual can't celebrate christmas yeah how would we well, take well, yeah you just go kick rocks yeah talk about a bunch of pharisees and judgmental all- condemning pharisees yeah and and
1: uh, about eight or nine times out of ten, it's backed by this idea that we're addressing, that you can't celebrate Jesus' birthday as an individual because we're not commanded to. Yeah, We're not commanded to. So What other wrong things, I wonder? It. It's
0: we like there's shouldn't. a lot of
1: things we're not commanded to do, but we do, that we're authorized to do, that are not yeah. wrong to do. What I, That is not the be-end-all, end-all.
0: There's no command to have a, a collection on Sunday. No,
1: there's no command. There's no command to have a church building. There's no command. To, I mean, there's just so many. Yeah. I,
0: well, somebody might say about the collection. Well, you got an example. I'm like, okay. Why does Luke chapter 2 not work? Yeah. Why is that not? A I'm good not example? saying we have a Christmas cantata. No. I'm not saying that, that, that we have a big play and stuff in the, in the church building. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying. Is me as a Christian, if you're telling me I can't celebrate Christmas because there's no command to do it, why does, I mean, if, if Matthew chapter 18, 15 and following works for church discipline and applies to me as a Christian, why doesn't Luke chapter two work for the celebration of Jesus's birth and apply to me as a Christian? Yeah. Hermeneutically, I want to know that. Yep. Yeah.
1: They would just say, because it's not a command in Luke 2, it's just a record that he was born.
0: But, yeah, not, but not, it, a, not a command in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 no, either. It's just a record no. of what they did. Exactly. We, yeah, on that 1 Corinthians 16, I think we've had an episode on that. I yeah.
1: think, but we cannot recreate 1 Corinthians 16, 1 through 4. We That's cannot. The, we, you can't, but anyhow. You, you, can, you can give and be gracious and give as you prospered, and you can provide for the needs of the church and do the work of the church, but you cannot recreate the exact scenario of 1 Corinthians sixteen one and 2. Yeah.
2: Isn't that sad uh, John, what John, John said there?
1: He was told he was a false teacher. That is
2: that's sad.
0: Yeah. I was told that I was a false teacher and that that person would not come to our congregation because I want to celebrate Jesus' birth. Sad, sad, sad. Um, and I would not advocate or teach to have a concert or such. We're talking about a cantata, right? And then he says, "If I can't celebrate his birth and I can't teach, I could neither teach on it either." Yeah, I mean, you could argue,
1: being semant- you know semantics or you, you pedantic, you could argue that to teach the birth of Jesus is to celebrate it. Like to, to, you're, 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 you're you are you're devoting time to it. You're bringing to remembrance an event that happened, and you're preaching it as a fact to be true, and you're thankful for it, like. That's it. I think celebrate, that's another thing we could you could take a you could take an excursion on. Celebrate is a word that for whatever reason
0: in the Lord's church people are
1: terrified
0: of the word celebrate. Well like it, it, it carries with it a connotation of being happy, and you can't be a good Christian if you're happy. Right. You're supposed to be reverent. You have to be reverent, and you have to be joyful in the face of extreme oppression and pain. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like Sitting through worship and you don't want to be there. Exactly. You, you, know, you know
1: what's sad is people think that fear and reverence are mutually exclusive with joy and happiness yeah. and excitement. They think to be joyous and excited while worshiping is irreverent.
0: Yes. That's very Here, here's, sad. Here's two definitions of the ver- two usages of the verb celebrate. Acknowledge with a social gathering or enjoyable activity. All right? Yeah. Number two, perform publicly and duly, in particular, officiate at. The specific example, let me read it with the parenthetical. Perform a religious ceremony publicly and duly, in particular, officiate at the Eucharist. He celebrated Holy Communion. By that
1: definition, you could apply that same thing to the, the birth. If you publicly declare the birth of Jesus from the scriptures, you're celebrating well, the birth of Jesus.
0: I'm, I'm going I'm to make...
1: I, I, so that would mean it was a sin to, to preach Luke 2. Uh,
0: <laughs> you, ever seen, you ever seen Richard Wallace uh, or William Wallace, uh, what's it called, Braveheart? Yeah, the movie, Remember, it's they're, been they're, a long time. i it. It. His, his man said, what do you want to do now? And, his, and he turns to his man and says, huh, I'm going to go pick a fight.
2: <laughs> and he
0: goes over to the English and picks a fight. And they, Anyway, yeah, um, You're gonna I'm going to pick, gonna a, pick fight. a fight. <laughs> In July,
2: all
0: right, so we have several good song leaders at Riverview. I'm going to call one of my song leaders uh, and be, and when I say one of my, I'm not the boss, like I'm going to call one of our song leaders. Yeah. I'm like, listen, you know, we have six songs. I want you to lead the six songs and I want every one of them to have to do with his birth. Yeah. I know who's going to lead the opening prayer. So I'm going to call up the person who leads the opening prayer for that day and say, listen, I want you to really focus on Jesus's birth and, and how grateful you are that he came into the world, that we might have forgiveness of sins through his death. And with the person that, that presides over the uh, uh, collection, I'm going to say, you know, we give back to God because God gave so much to us, and that was realized at the birth of Jesus Christ. There was peace on earth, goodwill toward men, and we love God for that because Jesus came, and he was born Of a virgin under the law in Bethlehem Ephrata. So if you are thankful for that gift, then give back. Mm -hmm. And then whenever we partake of the Lord's Supper, we're going to talk about his death and his burial and the fact that he was raised. We're going to focus on that sacrifice of his death without his birth is absolutely it could not be facilitated without his birth. Yeah. And then I'm going to preach a sermon from Luke chapter two about how we need to be reacting to his birth. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the worship service. Folks, that's a celebration of Jesus' birth. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with it, and in fact, it's everything, everything right. right with it, I know. Can but, I do it in July? Or, oh, but, but if I did it in, August, in, in December. But some people would say, no, you can't do it in August either. They would. Some people and would say they, they couldn't they do would, it outside either uh, of, say, July, of 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 December.
1: Yeah, they would say you can't do it outside because we're not commanded to. We're commanded to take the Lord's Supper. We're yeah. not commanded to celebrate the birth. So it's unauthorized. Yeah. That's what they that's what they would say. I I tell you, that is bad reasoning.
0: So yeah, I can't, my 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 can't, response is learn how to learn how the Bible it, authorizes. A, amen. Like
1: Like it's a fact, it's a gospel fact that Jesus was born. I can celebrate that he overcame temptation. I can celebrate that he preached, that he performed miracles, that he validated who he was. I can celebrate, I can preach on that. I can give thanks publicly, privately, the whole works. I mean, that's just, oh me, I don't have to be commanded to do that. That's looking at the Bible as the only thing we can do is what's commanded. Like, the people that say that, though, don't believe that, Tony. And Mm -hmm. I keep using the silly illustration. If all we can do is what's commanded, then you can't go to the bathroom. Because there is no command in the Bible to go to the bathroom. There isn't. There's not a command that tells you to go to the bathroom. So it's unauthorized if you go to the bathroom. Like, nobody believes that. No. But we use the same
0: argument about the birth of Jesus. Right. All right. Oh me. Number next. Unknown birthday. Aaron December twenty-fifth is not Jesus' birth. And so let me pick a
1: fight. Like some of our brethren actually believe that denominational people think that Jesus was born on December 25th, And I have met many denominational people in my life, but I have never met a denominational person that legit thought he was born December 25th.
0: Whenever I was very young, just coming into my own, I talked to my denominational contemporaries, and I would be like, well, why do you celebrate Christmas? December 25th, I mean, why do you have Christmas in the church? I, I didn't say, why do you celebrate Christmas? December 25th, not even Jesus' birthday. And their response, by and large, was, well, duh. Right. I've had that too. I said, they said,
1: no, we don't believe December 25th is his birthday. And I was like, well, why do you celebrate
0: on December 25th? And they was like, that's just the day we choose to do it. That's basically their answer. Yeah. yeah because we don't know. Yeah. I mean, he had to be born one day. I mean, we had a one in 365 yep. chance of being right. Yep. Well, actually they don't because I think based on the the course of Elisha in the temple, depending on which course he was in, I think it's either May or August or March or August, somebody would have to do the math. But you know, you could. John was six months in the womb whenever Jesus was conceived. Yeah, and yeah. Elisha was in his course in the temple. Or uh, so, Zechariah. Yeah, 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 Did I say Elisha? I'm yeah, that's why you
1: were throwing me off for a minute. But I got
0: Zechariah. Yes, yeah, and Elizabeth. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Zechariah in the temple there. So if you calculate the months then you about can we know he, the month he was in the
1: temple that's what
0: i wasn't sure about i, I think we that can and i'm yeah. i'm not prepared to defend yeah, I'm not that, either. by the way yeah i'm not either because it don't matter yeah now but we i've i have seen it defended and i am I'm, I'm fully convinced that we can know and you can know if you go look it up so but it, but it, but it boils it down to, to really two different months, which makes sense because the shepherds were in the field and it's that and the other and the star when it appeared. So I don't know. Anyway.
1: I know. I, I think it's too much homework to even try to figure out. Cause the Bible doesn't tell us for sure. I, Who cares? Th- I know that's what John says in his comment there. His point is it doesn't matter. And that's what I, I yeah. used to say that years ago, I would say, well, the shepherds were out and it was wintertime, you know, or, or it was warm. It was yeah. so what in December. Bottom line, though, they have warmer days in December too, like we do. They're in the northern hemisphere, like we are. I know. I don't even buy that argument anymore. It could have. It could have been in December. Maybe not. Maybe even probably not. But you don't. We can't know. Who cares? We can't know.
0: That okay. I'm going to (laughs) use pretend like we're all atheists here. You have to. You have to agree that Jesus is famous. Yep. Jesus can't be the only famous person whose birthday we celebrate that's not on the actual birthday. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 well, yeah. I was was thinking President's Day was George Washington's birthday. I think
1: there's two presidents that have that same birth. Something to know. Yeah. Like Washington and one other. And then. None of the
2: others, you
0: know, and yeah, huh, cool. Jonathan's home back then had a special room or garage like thing where animals would be kept. That may have been where Jesus was born, not really a barn somewhere. I think that's interesting.
1: I've looked into the theories too about it being like a cave near a home or, you know, yeah, because a lot of small caves were used to house Mm -hmm. animals away from weather.
0: All right, number next. I, 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 again, I, I've talked about as much of that as I want on the yeah. birth.
1: Yeah, we don't know exactly when. That's irrelevant.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't matter. We can celebrate Jesus'
1: birthday even though we don't know the date. We don't have exactly. to know the date.
2: All right.
0: Focus on death, burial, and resurrection. The New Testament emphasizes his death, burial, and resurrection over his birth. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Tell me how you can get his death, burial, and resurrection without his birth. I'd like in to hear that to be, one. <laughs> yeah, In order to die, somebody's got to be born.
1: Yeah, but Tony, the emphasis is not on the fact he was born. I think the emphasis is on all of it. That, that's what I believe. The emphasis yeah. is on everything about Jesus. I don't think the, the writers of Scripture wrote and said, now this part's not as important about Jesus. This part is. I don't see that language. That, that's that's yeah. where i'm at tony i don't see the writers delineating i don't see them going this part's more important first corinthians 15 even where he says of first importance he's not saying the birth is not important right you know I, the death I, the burial the resurrection yeah. he is sin. He, he's not saying that the fact that jesus became our perfect high priest because he never sinned oh that's not important only the death burn resurrection is important yeah. that, that's not what he's saying in first corinthians 15 don't use that argument that a, a, again, Sorry to get if, fiery, if, but I just, that's I know. not, that, don't use scripture like that. That is not why Paul wrote 1 Corinthians fifteen one through 3. Yeah. So somebody in modern day America could say, see, that means the
0: birth is not important. I know. That's not why he wrote 1 Corinthians 15. Well, I mean, I, I go to Acts chapter 8 and look at what Philip was preaching. If you look at what Philip was preaching, he was preaching the things concerning the kingdom, the name of Jesus, uh-oh, and there was a third thing.
1: Uh, see, the name of Jesus and the kingdom.
0: And then there was a third. Anyway, regardless, we understand that whenever Philip preached Jesus to the eunuch, the eunuch said, well, here's water, what hinders me? Baptism was never mentioned in anything that Philip taught. Yeah. As far as by the author of Acts. Mm-hmm. So what do you conclude? When you preach the things concerning the kingdom yep. and the name of Jesus Christ, then you, you're preaching, you're going to preach baptism. Yeah. If not, you're not preaching the whole counsel of God. In yep. fact, that's what I would tell to every one of our denominational friends. If you share the gospel with somebody and their response is not the same thing as the eunuchs, then you've not shared the whole counsel of God.
1: Yep. And you appropriated language about the eunuch from Acts 8.12 also, because Acts 8.12 is where Philip's in Ethiopia, or he's in Samaria. Now, correct me if yes. I'm wrong, but you mentioned that. You said when they believe, or you mentioned the lines of, he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ. That's, that's yeah. Acts 8.12, but that's the same thing that he preached to the eunuch. That, that's yes. the thing. Yeah, he preached
2: to Jesus.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Three, three things. Yeah. He preached Jesus. He preached the authority of Jesus. Yep. So he preached the identity, the authority, and then the kingdom.
2: Yep.
0: Yep. What what Jesus'
2: authority applied looks like. Yeah. The kingdom.
0: Yeah. And uh Kate <clears throat> Power says the date of Jesus' birthday is sometime in sometime in October. Like, okay. Well, prove that. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> prove that. Uh you can't. That's the I just thing. show a,
1: my, the thing that saddens me about that, about not, I know he moved on from not knowing the date, but what saddens yeah. me is often we brethren focus on how we don't think it was December 25th. Yeah. And we don't actually celebrate, preach, and live by the birth. We're not very thankful.
0: Right.
1: And if I can, I'm holding the ace in the hole. I'm going to save it to the very end. There's something else I'm wanting to say about that. But let's keep moving forward. That'll
0: right. work. All right. Yeah. So we, we've got that covered. I mean, j- just because. The scripture in places focused on the death, burial, and resurrection. Yeah. That doesn't mean the birth isn't important. That's, yeah. I use this argument to talk about uh, salvation, like uh, Ephesians 2 8 through 10 says, By grace are ye saved through faith, mm-hmm. that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, yep. lest any man should boast. For ye are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works that God yep. had before ordained that you should walk in them. Yep. Well, if that's the only verse you read, you're going to miss everything else. And that doesn't mean then that uh, baptism is unimportant. That doesn't mean that confession is unimportant. Right. You know, why yep. in the world if w- would I write a letter to somebody, for instance, if they were having trouble shooting free throws during game time, why would I write a letter and include how to drain three-pointers? Yeah. They already know how to drain three pointers. We need yep. to write a letter and only deal with what the person is going through. Yep. So that's why you have Ephesians. That's why James, you know, uh Martin Luther says James was just an epistle made of straw. It was good for nothing to be thrown in the river because it it, it contradicted how he interpreted Romans four. Mm-hmm. I mean Romans the, the 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 book of Romans.
1: Yeah. It's just wrong to say that The death, burial, and resurrection is more important than his birth because you would never
0: get that from reading anything in the Bible. And pretend momentarily, Aaron, that the death, burial, and resurrection is orders of magnitude more important than his birth. Yeah. Are you telling me then that his birth is unimportant? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, okay, so let's say there's a hierarchy of importance. Right. So I never focus on his birth because it's not as important as his death, right? I know. What's what's the deal, pickle? You just you just wouldn't get that from reading scripture. That's no, no, you wouldn't. You're correct. I 100. Yeah, you just you just wouldn't get
1: that from reading scripture. But I think that brethren say that because they're so misguided on the truth about Jesus' birth and celebrating it as an individual. I you know I don't know what. Anyhow, the big holdup. Maybe it's just the idea. It looks too denominational. I think.
0: I think, I think that's uh, the biggest
1: thing, Aaron. I think that's the biggest thing, and we might, you know, we might mention that again at the end. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, number next, Romans fourteen. Romans fourteen discusses the observance of certain days. Yep. But it only refers to Mosaic law, and not to Christian holidays like Christmas. That's the argument. Well, that is called eisegesis. Yeah. That's putting something in there. Listen to to what it is. I'm going to read a little bit of it. Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holding up, for God is able to make him stand. One man esteemeth one day above another. Another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Could it be? That the Holy Spirit, which is God, in his infinite wisdom, decided to inspire Paul to write in such a way that's purposefully vague because the gospel is going to several different places around the world that have different cultural traditions. Yep.
2: Yeah. Well, absolutely. The gospel is universal in nature.
1: People all over the earth, you know, to the G first and also to the Greek, but I, I mean, it. it had an order in the first century, but I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be, it's going to be given, you know, it's like, why is he given, I, I was texting uh, someone recently about this same thing and I was, I was trying to put my finger on it. And I just said, you know, that the writer, Paul right here, he is addressing observing days. Yeah. And, and, and it's not he, doesn't, he does not specify only Mosaic days. No. The, the point of him writing Romans 14, well, first of all, the context is he's writing to a congregation that's got Jew and Gentile in it. Yes. And the Jews were not the only ones that had special days they observed. No. It is a fallacy to think that only the Jews had special days that they observed.
0: Nor dietary restrictions. Right. Other nations Jews, did too. Yes. I know,
1: but big names in the brotherhood. Oh, I know. So are, check this out. Argued. Oh, this is only talking about mosaic days.
0: Yeah. Well, where are reading it, that into the text? Where
1: does it say that? Yeah. I'm looking at it. I've read this many times.
0: It's it's not in there. It just says days. You're adding that to it.
1: They would say, that's "Oh, but well, that's the context. The context. No, the context is a Jew and Gentile congregation." Yeah. That's the context. And what's Not,
0: good for the goose is good for the gander. Absolutely it is, because the Gentiles
1: had days they observed, too, and that's what they were big. I think the point of him writing Romans 14 is to promote peace in the congregation. Yeah.
0: And yeah, don't congreg- worry about your day. Incidentally, yeah. yeah. One, one of the reasons why these people have to fight back so hard against Romans 14 being inclusive of pagan days, Yep. guess what one of those pagan days would be? The Roman Saturnalia. That they accuse Christmas of being patterned after. <laughs> yep, there you go. So it's but in he, there in its root. <laughs> here's something that people don't often, I don't often hear addressed. Matters of judgment from First Corinthians chapter 8. Mm-hmm. For if any man see thee which hast knowledge set at meat in the idol's temple, Shall not the conscience of him which is weak be emboldened to eat those things which are offered to idols? We focus so much on eating meat offered to idols that we don't focus on what Paul said about the location and the context of what would be going on at said location. It's not just that it's a matter of judgment to eat meat offered to idols. Go to the idol's temple with the practitioner of the pagan worship Eat the meat. Do you see how that works? Mm-hmm. Now, Paul says you need to be careful doing that because in Corinth you've got an issue of a person who thinks that there's something to that God. Mm-hmm. So this is where henotheism comes in. Mm-hmm. This is where people who say, Well, uh, if you go to eat at that idol's temple, then you're worshiping that false or you're worshiping that God. And you're supposed to be worshiping Jehovah God. Well, no, I'm not worshiping this God because this God doesn't exist. Well, if you think that God doesn't exist, then you're wrong. I know this God exists. I grew up with this God.
1: Yeah.
0: But now Jehovah God is supreme, and we worship Him and Him only. That would have been the conversation back then.
1: Yeah. That and would so have been the conversation
0: if, of one converted from paganism yes. to
1: Christianity. They're like, no, yes. Jehovah is the only true. And living God, he's over all these gods.
0: He's the God of gods. I mean. Right. So, but the thing about it is, according to this,
2: it's not just the eating of the meat,
0: but going in and eating of the meat during the idol worship. Yeah. It says
2: in an idol's temple.
0: Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 uh, deals with meat bought in the meat market. Yeah. But, that, but 1 Corinthians 8 actually going into the idol's temple. For if anyone sees you have knowledge eating in an idol's
1: temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened to eat those things
0: offered to yeah. idols? So at the very least, it's a fellowship meal at the idol's temple. <laughs> Yeah. And at the very most, it's an actual worship service at the idol's temple. Yeah. Either way, I'm going to get the food. Mm-hmm. But I don't need to go get the food because we have converts from this pagan religion that's going to hurt their conscience. Mm-hmm. So if eating this meat causes my brother to offend the law, then I'm not going to eat meat as long as the world stands. Yep. Now, some people say, well, then that means if, if it causes one person to offend the law, because of your celebration of Christmas, and you don't need to celebrate Christmas as long as the world stands. That's the tyranny of the weaker brother, and we do not fall prey to the tyranny of the weaker brother. Yeah. Who gets to decide? Who gets to whenever? Like if, if Aaron didn't celebrate Christmas and I did, we would have, and, and we, couldn't, we couldn't just agree to disagree and let, let each other stand before God or fall. Then we would have to get, since we're not part of the same congregation, we would have to get a member of the Lord's Church to act as an arbiter, and to study with the both of us together, and and we would have to submit to what that person said. That's First Corinthians chapter six. Mm-hmm. And then a local congregation law.
1: where you got two members, I think ultimately that's the eldership. That's the elders. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. What's celebrated in that? congregation as a as a body of people not individual yeah. private but yeah
0: yeah john yeah. exman says they also use romans 14 to say we can drink alcohol uh I, i'll i'll go to the verbiage there the the word that's used it is not talking about alcoholic wine it's talking about grape juice there
1: mm-hmm. you did a podcast anyway. on that one time a while i, like, I believe I we did I yeah
0: this is the one that, man. We have already been an hour and thirty minutes, but I don't. I want to try to cover this one kind of fast. Go ahead. I'm I'm with you. Well, we got we Good got stuff. we've done podcasts on the, We've done an entire episode, two hour episode on only God determines holy days. Folks, we have a fundamental misunderstanding of the word holy. Yep. Holy in does not is not informative. Without the context holy unto whom or what yeah. and I go back to Joshua, man um, let me see if I can get there real quick Joshua judges judges Joshua hey
1: while you're going there, let me throw this argument to yeah. that you just read this is how I heard it many years ago. I saw an, a, an article written by a brother and it was very specific it was very clear and it was very straightforward and dogmatic and at that time I was like, what I was trying to is it? It was saying we can't celebrate any day that God doesn't say we can celebrate, basically. It's God says what I, is I holy know. and what's not holy. So we can't call December 25th a holiday. It, like, even if you don't celebrate it as Jesus' birthday, like you can't even call it a holiday. Like, I know. That's why a lot of people are like, <laughs> well, uh, season's greetings. That's why a lot of people, I think, uh, at least some <laughs> people, that's why some people say that, I think. And, and i like, well, only God can define what a holy day is because God alone is holy. That's the argument since God. Yeah. And that sounds good to the uninitiated. God yeah. only is sinlessly holy and perfect. We are not. So only God can define what a ho- holiday holy day is. They try to intertwine the two yeah. holiday holy day. It's the same thing. Yeah.
0: Well, there, there, there's a couple of issues with that. And number one, we have an example in scripture. Of. Jesus going to Jerusalem during a man made holy day, ah, and he didn't publicly rebuke it. Uh, and he didn't. Pu- now we don't know if he participated or not, but he didn't publicly rebuke it. Well, that would be and been he perfect didn't time. and he didn't and he didn't tell the disciples
1: they couldn't go. But, right, exactly. And and for brethren that think we got to condemn it, we got to stand against any error. Any why didn't Jesus? Why didn't John record Jesus rebuked it? Because Jesus yep. didn't. I mean, that's
0: and incidentally, that's that's the feast of Purim. Yes, no, it's not. It's the uh, Hanukkah. Thank you, Hanukkah, John. The, the, John ten twenty two Feast yeah, of Dedication. Yeah, the Feast of Dedication. Yeah, and and incidentally, the Feast of Purim is a man made holy day. Yeah, a man made feast that, that, yeah. that was added to <laughs> yep. the Mosaic Covenant. Now it was not it sin. Could, yeah, it. If it was sin, God didn't say anything about it.
2: Not
0: exactly. Why not? Yep. So I think it's at least reasonable to conclude yeah. that we have the ability to dedicate things to God. Like I'm going to, de- I'm going to dedicate, I'm trying to think. I, I, I have I'm, an ink pen, Yeah, and I'm going to use this ink pen to write um, notes to Christians, notes of encouragement. And I only use this ink pen, and I'm dedicating it to the service of edification in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. That ink pen is holy.
1: Or I'm only going to use this particular device to write sermons and Bible articles. I will not play video games on it. I will not. Okay, if you want to do that, fine. That's good. That's okay.
0: You have have dedicated that. You have consecrated it unto God. It's the same thing as making it holy.
1: But back to this argument, they would argue, no, you can't do that because only God gets to define what is consecrated and what is not consecrated.
0: Then that's what, what they would did, what say, did we think, do on consistent. Wednesday night from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m.? We, we time
1: have, we that have God consecrated. Didn't command. Exactly. So we do things that God doesn't command, that God doesn't yes. command, right? Not things that he explicitly
0: commands. All right, listen to this.
1: Yeah, go ahead. I, I took Joshua you off the chapter 6.
0: And it shall be, and the city rather, this is Joshua chapter 6 starting in verse 17, and the city shall be accursed, even it and all that are therein to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent, not because she lied, by the way. Right. Because she had the message. Because she lied. No. And ye, in any wise, keep yourselves from the cursed thing. So you, in any way, you got to keep yourself from the accursed thing. Well, what is the accursed thing? Anything in the city that's not Rahab and the people in her house. And when you take of the cursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it, But all the silver and all the gold and the vessels and the brass and the iron are consecrated unto the Lord and shall come into the treasury of the Lord. Now lick your finger and turn right to chapter 7, verse 21. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels, then I coveted them, and took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. These words that are used. Now, we know what happened to Achan. Mm-hmm. He died, him and his family, because these things were accursed. Then they became a curse, but they were also holy. Yep. These things, the, 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 in other words, the Hebrew word for holy, consecrated, Accursed, it's all the same word. It's the object. And whenever you really do a deep dive of this word holy, the Hebrews talking about these Tanin, these Nile crocodiles, they consider them holy. Not because of not because they thought they were gods, but because they are scared of them. And they said, these things are so big and powerful, we're just going to give them to God and let God deal with them. So they consider them holy, consecrated unto God, and they didn't bother them. Yeah. Holy unto the Lord. You can also have some things holy unto Satan. Yeah, you know, I have some holy unto Aaron Dotson. This, this, is, this is a cup that, that I consecrate and make holy unto the show Christianity now because I only drink from this cup yeah. Yeah. while we film Christianity now. Well, that's not really true. I don't do that. I'm just using an example,
1: right? And there would be anything wrong with that? Like you're not just saying it to be silly. You're saying it no. to prove a point. Like, yeah, what if you really had a cup that was special to you that you only use on the show because you love the show and you love what we're doing, and you don't use it for anything else? Like that's just that's fine. That's an individual decision. And you're shut, you know you're you're using it as a way that's holy to yourself to your own uses,
0: you know. And incidentally, it goes back to Romans fourteen five. One yeah. man esteemeth one day above another, and another esteemeth not that day. Yeah. The one who esteems esteems it to the Lord, folks. That's holy. Yeah. And so yeah. I esteem December twenty six unto the Lord. But Aaron does not esteem December 26. So he does not esteem it. Both of us are doing it unto the Lord. Yep. Who is Aaron to judge me? Who is Aaron yep. to condemn me? And who am I to condemn Aaron? Yep. That is what Romans 14 is talking about.
1: Yep. And the folks that use this argument to condemn celebrating Jesus' birth, you know, saying that only God can determine a holy day, and they can not only are they using some words incorrectly, but also like trying to apply that they're not applying it correctly or applying it consistently. They do things wholly to themselves, you know, for themselves in their own lives that yeah. are not wrong, they're not sinful. Like they dedicate Tuesday night to doing ABC whatever it is. They What's you that? know, you dedicate a certain car to do certain things. I mean, that's just the the word was a common word. It wasn't a word that was only used for God. It's kind of like yeah. What is this devoted to? Is this something devoted to God or to self or to others or whatever?
2: Yeah. You know, um, it is
0: true that biblically designated holy days are specified in Scripture. Christmas, as a Christian tradition, is not; it's a human designation. The question is whether Christians have the freedom to set aside days to remember and teach about aspects of their faith. Could, let, let's say, the, could Aaron, along with the Washington Avenue Church of Christ, if they ascertain the very first worship service that was ever conducted as the Washington Avenue Church of Christ at that location, could they take that Sunday Let's say it was the first Sunday in the month of June. So first Sunday in the month of June, they're going to call that Sunday Dedication Sunday, and they're going to have a Friends and Family Day and a slash homecoming. They're going to have a guest speaker, and they talk about the history of the Washington Avenue Church of Christ, the great things it's done in the past, the great things it's doing now, and the things they hope to do with God's help through the future. And they have, and they dedicate the entirety of the next year into to, 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 to doing yeah, what to the God wants them God. to do, to service yeah. to God. People are like, no, you can't, because
1: that's not in the Bible. And the principle is in the Bible. I mean, it is. Yeah. Solomon, the temple, when it was rebuilt the second time, I mean, yeah. they did that,
0: you know.
2: Uh, it, and it, all of these things,
0: God didn't God didn't command Solomon to have that big uh, dedication service. No. God didn't control his mind to have that big dedication service. He didn't instruct him to do that. It was that important, so he decided to do it.
1: Yep. And he was blessed for it. Sue Ross says,
0: oh, sorry about that, Aaron. Go ahead. No,
1: no, I was just saying he was blessed for it.
0: I mean, yes, he wasn't he condemned was for it. I, uh, Sue Ross says, thanks for this good discussion. Got to go. Awesome. And I'm, I'm really surprised we've had the crowd that we've had with it being the day after Christmas. I know. Folks spending time with family still and out and about. Yeah. All right. Any, anything left to, to say about only God determines holy days?
1: G- okay. The gospel does show significance to the first day of the week. We would never deny that. I preach that. The significance of Jesus' resurrection on the first day of the week, the um, Jesus appearing on the first day of the week, John 20, 21, the church being established on the first day of the week, Acts 2, 1, Leviticus 23, you know, the first day of the week when they came together and broke bread, Acts 20, verse 7, all that. There's no doubt there is significance to the first day of the week, but that does not then mean that no other day can hold significance. Right. Like, I've heard people argue that, like, that's the only day God authorizes us to esteem over anything. You to esteem anything else then you're doing it without God's authority. It's like, yeah. No, nope. again, that's that's, you know, drawing a conclusion that, you know, yep. that's
0: a non-sequitur. I mean, and again, sure. where God hasn't legislated, we have freedom. <laughs> we do. W- what's the deal? I and, I, I, I don't know. Anyway, yep. I, that's not a We'll go to number next, which, which, get, which is really, you've already gotten there. No yep. authority to celebrate. Yeah, and the way I was going to word that, that, you know, I sent these to
1: you. The way I was going to word that is people that sincerely oppose celebrating Jesus' birth, they'll say, well, here's the thing, Aaron. What book, chapter, and verse would you go to to learn that you have the authority to celebrate Jesus' birthday? Where's the authority? And by that, they mean... Usually, they mean where is it commanded, and we've already covered that. But they they mix, they twixt, thinking that the only way something is authorized is if it's commanded explicitly. That is yeah. not the only way the Word of God authorizes something. Yeah, we've got to get that in our minds. Like, that's not the only way it authorizes something. Yeah, we must follow God's commands, but that does not if it doesn't change something God has already commanded or negate something God has already commanded or or does not practice something God has explicitly forbidden, then we are at liberty. Like There's the authority to do it. The authority yeah. is in the liberty. The authority is in the fact that it was a fact of the gospel that he was born, the incarnation. Like, you read 1st and 2nd John and like John's all over the fact that if you deny he came in the flesh you're an antichrist. And it it concerns me that brethren so act about the birth of Jesus. We appear to the world to be denying he was born.
0: <laughs> I, I'm in agreement with that. I, I,
1: they would never say that, but the way they're acting, the way in the world, the people of the world look at us like we're antichrist or something.
0: Yeah. So There is as much authority for me celebrating his birth as an individual Christian as there is authority for a Wednesday night Bible class.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely.
0: And the only argument against that is, uh, no, it's not. You said you had something you wanted to say yeah, for the I end. Think,
1: yeah, the, it I think is that, the end. Yeah, the end. The ace, it's not really an ace, but this thing I had back was I grew up hearing this, and I still hear brethren say it sometimes. They'll say something along the lines of, we shouldn't celebrate Jesus' birthday on December 25th because we should celebrate it every day. or okay. I'll he- Or I'll hear somebody say, you know, a variant of that, like, I don't celebrate it on the 25th because the Bible doesn't say it was born on the 25th. I celebrate it every day. And I'm like, really? You really do? I hope you do. Do Really? Like, I think sometimes people just say that because they're so antagonistic against denominations. Yeah. It's
2: like...
0: I'm with you. And it, it goes back to that. The if, nominations go in their buildings through the front door, so we got to go through the windows.
1: If we can be thankful for and celebrate the birth of Jesus in July, as you referenced earlier, yeah. if I can celebrate it every day, well, December 25th falls under that purview. December 25th is one of days, 365 days. So by their own argument, I am authorized to celebrate it on the yeah. 25th because I can celebrate it every day.
2: December
0: twenty fifth oh, is every day. It's one a, of those every day. I mean, oh yeah. Well, if, yeah, if you if 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 you I mean, well we should celebrate it every day. Good. December twenty fifth is one of those days. I, I, absolutely. Like I'm doing <laughs> it on December twenty fifth. That's hilarious. So, but, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I I, I, I now I feel bad. I didn't think of that. That's yeah. Oh, I, I, I think, you know, we 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 should celebrate December twenty fifth every day of the week. Okay. okay.
1: I, I'm trying to, and you're telling Good. me not to. Because it doesn't say it in the Bible. You know, it's yeah. like, anyhow. Wow. It doesn't say the day, the exact day he was he died. It doesn't say the exact date he overcame temptation. It doesn't say the exact day of all the other things in the scripture. That don't mean you can't yeah. preach it and teach it and celebrate it. Tell people to live by it, shape their life after it. I know. How many, I want to, this is a random question. Just, can you rack your mind? How many times in your life you grew up around the church? Like I did. Mm -hmm. Can you remember how many times you actually heard a specific sermon about the virgin birth of Jesus being like a cardinal doctrine of the gospel that the prophets had said this, and this is one of the signs that he is the true Messiah, that kind of, emphasis
0: like so i'm i'm going to try to give a politician answer here <laughs> i am 100 percent convinced that all growing up some preacher preached that sermon yeah i hope i hope but the problem is it wasn't preached enough that it bored its way into the core being yeah, of my being a Christian. Yeah, so maybe we need to preach on it more. I mean, I'm just because I'm I, I'm thinking, I struggle to remember Waylon, I really maybe yeah.
1: one or two times I heard a sermon on the birth of Jesus. You know? <laughs>
0: Ted Knight says, "What politician are you trying to be?" Well, so I'm <laughs> trying to give a, a a non-answer answer, like I'm <laughs> I'm trying to hedge myself. So, like I, I can't think of a time where I heard a sermon on the virgin birth as I was growing up. But I also know that I was a worse dummy then than I am now, and I didn't pay <laughs> attention to a lot of stuff that was going on. Could
1: have missed one.
0: <laughs> so I, I'm, I guarantee it. So I'm, I'm going to say I missed it, yep. but I got a whole lot of other stuff, so I did absorb something. Mm-hmm. So that tells me that the frequency with which we preach or of which we preach the, or the, uh, with the, the, about the virgin birth, Maybe we need to turn that up a little bit. Yep. Maybe we need to add that and, and talk about the importance of it. Maybe maybe once a month, you know, talk about, I mean, I don't know. It's, I, 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 saw a,
1: I saw a congregation uh, in Northeast Arkansas, not in Jonesboro, but in Northeast Arkansas area, mm-hmm. cellar, uh, excuse me, share a thing that uh, I may mimic next time, but in December there were go- there was going to be a series of sermons for five Sundays on the life of Christ, and it was like the first one was prophecy and birth of Jesus. The next one was early life. The next sermon, adult life and ministry. The next sermon was trial and crucifixion, and then the final uh, final Sunday was resurrection, great commission, and ascension. Just
2: really
0: like that. Like I thought that was well. I hope outline in a good that way. Series didn't start in December or end on Easter. <laughs> yeah, because it, then it would be sinful.
1: Well, it started in December, so I'm sure a lot of brethren wouldn't like that. Oh, they, a lot of brethren. They're do. just catering to just
0: catering to denominationalism. write a letter.
1: Yep. No, it started but, in December and ended in December. It's a month series. Okay. I like. I thought that was neat. Yeah. Well thought yeah. out.
0: I think, yeah, that's a good, that's a good series. Yep. But, yeah, so, so that, that's, listen, the only reason I've, I, I feel like I've talked more about this this year than I have any other year. <laughs> and the reason I have is because I feel like the detractors have turned the heat up.
2: Mm.
0: Now they're saying you can't even celebrate Christmas as an individual.
1: Yeah, like in your yard, a nativity scene.
0: Yeah, so I'm like, well, look, then we, we've got to combat that. So I, I tell you what I want to do. I'm, I'm going to preach more about the significance of the virgin birth mm-hmm. and, 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 and all of that good stuff. It needs I, to be taught.
1: Yeah, I, I put an article in our bulletin this past Sunday on the great need for the incarnation. Yeah. Some of the highlight reasons why we needed God to become a man. Yeah. Which you know, includes his birth. Yep. It's
0: hard to become a man unless you're born. That's how his earthly life started. He was born.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, he's conceived and born.
0: Well, a uh, denominational term that that some of my brethren cringe when I use is Advent. Yeah. You know, our our hope began from our perspective at the advent of Jesus' birth.
2: Now, from God's perspective,
0: it started before he said, let there be light. Yeah. But from our perspective, it was the advent of his birth. So, you know, we have the advent leading up to, like, what what are these things that happened? What are these things we look forward to? You know, what were the signs of his coming? You know, the, the I don't know. That that would be awesome. uh, That'd be some good lessons to teach.
1: 1 Timothy 2, 5, the man, there's one mediator between God and man, the The man man, Christ, Tony, is, is our Lord not still a man? He is. All right. As a man, he had a day of birth, right? Yep. Why in the world is it wrong to celebrate his birth? Happy birthday, yeah. Jesus, that you were yeah. born on earth. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that. W- yeah, we get it. He's eternal. We get it. I like, know. He, but happy birthday, Jesus, in the sense that I'm thankful you had that day of birth. And all the things that you did afterward. like
2: I uh, feel like... He's a human can, like we are. Like, I know. I feel like if I
0: can celebrate George Washington's birthday <laughs> as an individual, yeah, why can't I celebrate Jesus oh, Christ's birthday as an individual?
1: I wonder if the brethren who are staunchly against celebrating Jesus' birthday, I wonder if at their jobs they don't take off on president's day
2: yeah because if they
1: do they're celebrating their birth like yeah and like you're giving credence to the birth of these people you can celebrate it you know but you can't jesus just put somebody in a weird predicament some inconsistencies there
2: right our
1: brother, Ted, did either of you read my Facebook post last Sunday? I don't know if it was the one last Sunday, but it was one real recent, Ted, you made. I don't know if you noticed, Ted, but I screenshotted it and shared it with my uh, teaching page, my evangelist page. There was one where he had said, you know, the opinions of men about, you know, when he was born, when he wasn't born. Just be thankful he was born. You know, just proclaim that he was born, et cetera, you know, and and I hope I'm not quoting him from his note incorrectly that, that's what i remember of it you know yeah. like why are we so fighting over when he was born and that kind of thing why
0: Here can't we celebrate that he was born and be thankful and preach it and teach it it's december again and the debate rages was jesus born on december 25th some did not celebrate christmas at all and others celebrate for the whole month Some believe that Christmas is all about Jesus and others are almost afraid to say his name during December, fearing that some will accuse them of celebrating the birth of Jesus. Lean in and listen. I don't care when he was born. I care that he was born. Amen. I believe that we should celebrate the birth of Jesus on December 25th and every other day of the year. He was born and I'm glad he died. And I'm glad if he had not been born and if he had not died, I could not live forever in heaven. We need to celebrate his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, and look forward to his coming again. In fact, I don't know of anything about him that we should not celebrate emphasis <laughs> mine. Amen. And I do not know of a time that we should not celebrate him. Amen. So, Pay attention to men and their obnox- So, let me ref- let me mess that up. Let me fix that. So, pay no attention to men and their obnoxious opinions. Pay attention to Jesus, who is coming in the clouds to take us home. That's it. Amen. And I'm- today is the first day of the week, the Lord's day. Celebrate celebrate it by assembling with other Christians to worship God in spirit and in truth.
1: That's one of the best short things I've seen since the birth of Jesus. Like,
0: well, Ted's letting his heresy bone show. Oh, no. Celebrating
1: Christmas. Celebrating a great fact of Jesus' life makes him a heretic. Oh, my. (laughs) Bless it.
0: I know. Man. When you
1: think about it like that, in my opinion, it really makes it look foolish to staunchly oppose being thankful and celebrating the birth of Jesus. Like,
0: I just... Aaron, I, I think I some people don't feel alive unless they're fighting.
1: I can't praise the name of God because I'm thankful that Jesus was born? Yeah. Uh, what kind of people are we supposed to be? Like, and you wonder why so often so many professed Christians, even in the one church, are like, they're just like heads hung down low, bored Humdrum, and they just quit. I mean, I'm with you. It's Diddy. like it's a sin to be excited that Jesus came to
0: Earth. Enthusiasm, enthusiasm. Have zeal. you ever looked at the word enthusiasm? Refresh the the, me. the, the stem of that word's theo, God.
2: God in you, God in you. There you go. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah, Jesus said. Uh, uh, yeah, Facebook user, we we have, and incidentally, I didn't mean to ignore you, my Catholic friend would ask, why not more on St. Mary? And here's mm-hmm. the thing, uh, your, your Catholic friend, as you well know, is is wrong, but I may ask the question as well, you know, why not more on Mary? I mean, you know, yeah. But let's we teach do, about her. Yeah, we do character studies. Why yeah. can't we study and preach on Mary? Yeah. Well, we can, that's the we thing. We can. And yep. then Jesus said, remember his death, but to die, he must have been born and lived. Yep. Thankfully, he lived a perfect life. Thankfully, he arose. And and, that's Ben Grady, by the way. Cool beans, Ben. And if he, and if he recorded, the, if the birth of
1: Jesus is a fact, and it's recorded in Scripture that he was born, then that implies we're to remember it. Because if you read the Scriptures,
0: you remember it. Luke chapter 2 is my authorization to celebrate Christmas. Amen. I am entitled and allowed, and I would say I'm even righteous in having the same reaction to Jesus' birth and the remembrance of Jesus' birth as the people that are recorded in Scripture had when it indeed took place.
1: Tony, how long has our brother... And our low length of time does not determine truth. But how long has our brother Ted been preaching? I, he may have mentioned it on
0: here before, but. I, I think he just started. <laughs> yeah. I think. I just think started he, 50 years yeah, he ago. Yeah, just, he just graduated a seminary and he got his certificate and he's ready to get here, his feet wet.
1: Here's a man that studied the Bible and respected <laughs> the authority of God's word for many years. And he says, We have turned off a lot of people in the world because we've become known as fighting the birth of Jesus. Like, why would oh. we fight about a date we don't even know for sure when it happened? And Absolutely. these people we're talking to are not even in Christ. I know they don't even know, know about the one true church. They don't. I know. But we're gonna just get all over them about the I. You know, oh, they were. We don't know. There were three wise men. The Bible I doesn't know. say
0: three. Could have been two. Could have been two hundred. I know. Uh, t- two comments. One. The first Sunday of February will begin Ted's sixty-six year preaching. There you go. That's longer than most sixty-five year olds have been alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then yep. Paige Perry, I really, I really appreciate this comment right here. I think women do study Mary and Martha a good bit. Now that y'all mention it, I guess I don't hear much about Mary in mixed assemblies. Of course, there's you know way more than one Mary. That's not true. There's not way more than one Mary, but there's more, more than one. But yeah, yep. I get it. I, I, You know what? Yep. Now that I'm, I'm I, I haven't got, I haven't got a preaching plan for 2024 I, yet. I know. It's and you. I'm thinking, well, may, maybe, maybe we do character studies. I know. Maybe we do character and studies. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying go
1: in some kind of worldly direction of feminism by no means, but no, but we need to preach the characters that are female. Like, yeah. There's so much to learn. The Bible records about them. Like yeah. <clears throat> in some circles, sometimes the women can be overlooked. And yep. we don't want to overlook anything in God's word.
0: Not at all. Man, and I've, Oh, go ahead. I no, cut you off, man.
1: No, I was I was just saying I've I've enjoyed this. I, I just the thing that bothers me the most is like when we think about things and we strive to follow scripture and, and be logical and appreciate the liberty that God has given us, then we can be joyful about the birth of Jesus instead of like white, white knuckled and stressed out and divisive over it.
0: In spite of Proverbs 27 verse one, stating not to brag about what you're going to do and not to brag about what you are doing. I I want to brag a little bit. I want to, (laughs) Hey, look at me. I put in my thumb and, I'm a Light good boy. Plum. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I thinking about. So, how would you do a character study of Peter's wife? What do we know about Peter's wife? Not a whole lot. She <laughs> exists.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yep. but that's not really true. We can infer so much more than her existence. Yeah. And really and truly, when you when you tell this story, all right, um, you can talk about Peter's wife from the aspect of Peter's shortcomings, and how Peter's wife must have kept him going. Because what if Peter would have been like Job's wife? I mean, what if Peter's wife would have been like Job's wife?
2: Yeah.
0: Hey, honey, look, honey, what's wrong? I just did this bone. I, yep. Paul had to withstand me to the face today. I cannot believe that I did. I keep, I keep messing up. Yep. I can't go on. I can't keep. And, and, and she brings him through that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 I did it once before, and it had a big impact. Peter was, uh, an, Peter was an elder in a local church. Yes. That means he had a godly wife. Yes, and Peter is an effervescent character. I, I, Peter resonates with me.:
1: Yeah, I, yeah, Peter's
0: one of my favorite. Yeah. Person, well, he, here's something I say. Every evangelist that I know, every, every, especially every vocational preacher that I know, they, they fancy themselves to be a Paul. They really want to be like a Paul. whenever they really should be more like Andrew the only thing we know about Andrew is three times he brought somebody to Christ.
2: Yeah.
1: It's
0: the only thing we know about Andrew. He brought people to Jesus. Yep. When in reality, and I'm speaking very narrowly from me, we're really more like Paul. I mean, more like Peter. Yeah. We, we, we get ourselves in trouble more often when we need to, because we're hard headed. And surely there's some things we
1: can learn too, for those that are evangelists who are married. Yeah, your wives, you know Peter's yep. wife and his
0: mother-in-law, and yep. I always, I always tell people that, you know, you 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 think my wife? Look, my wife is like Leonidas's wife, who right before, right before he when well, he's trying to decide what to do with this Persian emissary, he looks back at her, and she gives him the nod, so he just kicks the emissary down the well and prepares for war. Yeah. Buddy, that's my wife. Yeah. That, that's She said, you're going to go into battle? I'm with you. Let's go. Yeah.
1: My wife's always supported me to preach, and I'm so thankful for that. Yeah.
0: She has never been. Now, Ted nice says about Peter's wife, she kept her house running while he was running all over the place preaching. Yep. That's it. Yeah, like and if you're raising
1: you li- Peter's. Yeah, no, go ahead.
0: Oh. Uh, talking about raising the topic of Peter's right wife throws a, uh, throws a wrench in the first Pope idea. (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, measures brewer, that's LaBeth has some good character material from the book, from the book club when she did mindful soul on digital Bible study when, uh, doing stuff like the Enneagram and other psychological personality studies. Yeah. Yeah. I, we did some of that on the Mindful Soul podcast before we moved that to Digital Bible Study, and I thought that was really neat. Um, LeBeth has such a good talent and, uh, with, with doing that, but she thinks she, that she doesn't. Is that material still available, Tony? Uh, maybe. It's archived somewhere. Like it's on her website somewhere. or something, or YouTube, or what? Which, which, I think she still does Be a Mindful Soul website. And she might do a – like, you got to understand, she's working full-time. Like, you – she's booked three months in advance. Yeah. You know, she, she does, like, 22 clients a week, and wow. she's booked three months in advance. You can't get to her. That happened so. quick, didn't it? Or, well, yeah, y'all I waited quick. patiently, but when it came, it well, came quick. When it came, it came quick. <laughs> Yo, she The work she works, they've already come to her. It's like, look, we're giving you a raise. Uh, she well, she could have done two ways. She could have been an employee or like an individual private contractor, and she went ahead and did the employee route because they handle all the overhead, they handle all the booking, they handle everything. And she actually, it, it, it was a better deal.
1: I assume at some point if she wanted two years down the road, she
0: could change if she needed to, I guess. She, she could change next year. That's the, yeah. that's the beautiful thing about it. That's good. Um. Yeah. Paige Perry says, "Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot about y'all doing the Mindful Soul podcast together back in the day. Yes, and I loved it. But it's just she's just not where her passion lies. How long did that
1: last? Like, how many episodes was that? A year or two of that? Probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, we I, did yeah. one
0: episode a week for wow, at least yeah. a year. Is that on like and Spotify? No, all these different we, things. Or just... no, because we'd have to pay to keep it up. Oh, yeah. I think.
2: Yeah. Hold on." I guess I could have looked. I didn't think. <laughs> I just thought you I'm would
0: know. It. No. <clears throat> um. Let me let me see if. Uh, hold on. Uh, Podbean. I don't think it's. I don't think it's there. It's not paid for anymore. I guess. Yeah. Oh, wait a
2: second. Well, I'll be done. It is. All right, so it looks like there's 23 episodes. Yeah, I, I with- see it. I see it on Podbean app. Yeah. How's that on there? Who's paying for it? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, undoubtedly, we are. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, cool.
0: It's got like 3,000 plus downloads. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, so like season 2 episode 2 is uh Thomas's personality type.
2: So
0: are
1: all these episodes on her you and her
0: or just some of them? Yeah. No, all of them are all her. All of them are. Okay, so yeah. that's And like this, this season 2 episode 8 the enneagram for King David. What's up? This is the Soul Podcast. Go... Well, the the sound don't sound too bad. I I I really Maybe I need to go back some of them old ways.
1: Yeah. So there's 23 episodes and it starts, looks like it starts, or at least it was uploaded January of 2021 through August of 2023. It's like a, maybe a two year span there. Yeah. When y'all either did those and or uploaded them. Yep. I guess the date that's on there is when it was uploaded. I'm sure. Right. But, but is that about the time frame? Like y'all, y'all did that since y'all been up there. And the Great White
0: North, right? Uh, no. Uh, no. She, what okay. she was doing is she was taking some of them. We, we did all these at Bay. Okay. And no, that's not true. We did do some of them in Toronto. Y'all came and went up there at like, what, 2020, 2020. sometime? Yeah. Uh, but what she did, the reason why you have some in 2022 and all that is <laughs> we, did, we did two episodes we did the Myers Brig. The first season, we did the Myers Brig and the Enneagram for Patreon. And then she took some of those that were on Patreon behind a paywall and she uploaded them. Uh, and she uploaded them.
1: I see that
2: Enneagram, but I'm not sure if I see the other one you mentioned. Yeah, there's. Uh, The Myers-Briggs, is
1: that one on there in the 23
2: that are uploaded?
0: Well, yeah. Like you'll just have to look at the episodes. Okay. So like here's season two, episode nine, the Enneagram for Solomon in 2021. This was a bonus episode from season one. At the time we did Myers-Briggs personality typing for old Testament characters and then released a special Enneagram episode for our patrons. Uh, It's time to put the Enneagram episodes out there for everyone. This was just a fun way for us to explore Bible personalities, and I learned so much about these different characters through this process. This one is Solomon's Enneagram. Uh, To listen to the Myers-Briggs, you can check out the link here, and it's beamindfulsoul.com forward slash category forward slash personality for more information on how we came to our conclusions. So anyway, yeah. That's neat.
1: So that what you were reading there is in the is in the show notes or something. It's a link
2: there, I guess. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a link in the show notes.
2: Yeah. That's cool.
0: Pretty cool. All right. Aaron? Man, we've we've
1: talked a lot about the birth of
0: Jesus. Yeah, I'm a had lad.
1: Could we say that we've celebrated the birth of Jesus in any way by talking about this? I, uh,
0: I, I think I, we that's can. what I would say. Yeah. And for those of you that listened, you participated. <laughs> You're guilty by listening. <laughs> you're, you're guilty dead. by listening. Wow. Even if you're listening to try to find out so what we said it was wrong, it doesn't matter your intention is the fact that you participated.
1: Yeah, it means while, that you're,
0: you're yeah, if, wrong. While,
1: if while you were listening, even if you disagreed, while you were listening, you were thankful in your heart that Jesus was born. Technically, you celebrated. That's it. So, okay, I guess we shouldn't be.
0: But, no, we probably shouldn't be that. That's, but, uh, what, what's the word for that? Snarky? Facetious? Smart-eleky? sarcastic it's just i'm just (laughs) not sure karma says i came in late but i enjoyed what i heard man i'm glad you didn't come in when we were talking about you sister (laughs) (laughs) oh man sorry i'm in a weird mood um (laughs) look aaron let's let's close this out you got any closing thoughts
1: let's just um kind of in the words of Ted, not his exact words, but what the sentiment that you read that he had shared a week ago. Yeah. Like, let's just be so thankful that Jesus was born and let's celebrate everything about Jesus and let's proclaim everything about Jesus and not bicker over details that lie within the realm of judgment.
2: That's it. You
1: know, in the area of liberty.
0: That's it. And as Barry Grider, let me, let me, <clears throat> Barry Grider. What'd he do? He put up, he shared a post. About the birth of Jesus? No, well, yes, uh, but no, it's not what. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Here's some advice from the wise man for a better, more peaceful 2024. Let's mind our own business. He that passeth by and meddleth with strife belonging not to him is like one that taketh a dog by the ears. Proverbs twenty six seventeen. Yep. Man I need to to preach that soon. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Aaron, I saw something that you shared and I disagreed with it, and I just observed the Passover. Mm -hmm. That's not really true. I have I mean you may have. I don't know. But that would be I don't go I don't go snipe your I don't I don't go snipe your timeline.
1: You don't read all the lines that
0: I do. I, I don't, I, Aaron. I don't. I don't look at every post you share. Oh, we can't be friends now.
1: You're not friendly, my friend. <laughs> That's the thing. We're too busy paying attention to other people. I know. That's it. the problem. We need it. to focus on Jesus more, don't we? It's like
0: let's end. Let's end with Ted Knight's comment. Would you read it? Yeah. When
1: all is said and done, it's all about Jesus.
0: Amen, folks. Amen. Thank you so much. We're two hours and fifteen minutes in. We're going to go spend time with our families. God bless you in this holiday season and look forward to the new year. And we're looking forward to 2024 and everything that God is going to bless us at the Christianity Now brand to do. Please consider supporting us. There's ways to do that in the show notes. Um, There's some things up in the air about the podcast channel and cogitations, but we'll cross those bridges when we get there. God bless every one of you. Take care and we'll catch you On the flip side.